The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. The Bottom Six Minutes podcast has returned for another season, this time for an actual season, an actual 82-game season. And I've decided to start things off with a very special preseason episode, which we've never done before, covering, of course, the Montreal Canadiens losing 4-1 Four to one to the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto to start their preseason. Welcome to uh, episode. I guess we'll call this episode zero of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast, presented by Habs Eyes on the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and I'm here to tell you, don't panic. All right, I've seen a lot of people uh, on Twitter and stuff, you know, kind of lamenting how bad that game was, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty sloppy. It was pretty uh, discouraging. If you were putting a lot of faith in, uh, in you know, the product that you would have been expecting from a preseason game. But, you know, again, I'm here to tell you, no panic. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Not the game. Not the game that, that I go out there and get tear gassed in, in the face for in downtown Montreal during the playoffs. Not the game. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Now, if Leafs fans want to take this practice and claim some kind of supreme victory, uh, you know, for uh, over a Habs team that you know, flew into Toronto earlier today for this game, uh, they can go ahead and do that. But we're we're talking about practice. I, I know it's important. I, I I do. But we're talking about practice. All right. I normally do. If if anybody was listening to the previous podcast during the playoffs last season, you know I normally do a quick recap of the game to kind of say what happened, uh, talk about who scored and how they scored. I'm kind of going to save you guys from that because this was a really sloppy game and it really did not go well for uh, the Habs. But real quick, uh, we did get a Jake Muzzin goal to start the game. Uh, we got a Michael Bunting goal. Michael Bunting, formerly of the Arizona Coyotes, in the second period, a John Tavares goal to make it three nothing. Uh, another John Tavares goal to make it 4 nothing, and if not for the leading goal scorer of the Montreal Canadiens last season in Tyler Toffoli, who scored to make it 4-1 at the end of the, well, late in the third period, it would have been a shutout victory for the Toronto Maple Leafs in that game. Uh, thankfully for Toffoli, uh, we are spared from that reality, and uh, 4-1 was the final score. Still went to a shootout because of preseason reasons, but... Uh, at, at the end of the day, again, we're talking about practice. We're not talking about something that actually matters for this team. Uh, this is far from being the Montreal Canadiens that you'll expect to see you know, on opening night. So there's, there's literally nothing to worry about. All we got to kind of think about at this point is, you know, what did we learn? Well, uh, I'll tell you the first thing I learned, and 
I'm going to get to it right away. Who's my player of the game? Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield had three pretty good scoring chances during the course of the game, playing on a line with Nick Suzuki and Tyler Toffoli. And I had said this previously on an episode of Absent Minded that 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 was my pick was Tyler Toffoli on the left side of, of those two uh, to form the top line for the Montreal Canadiens. And it, it appeared to work. They had some rough shifts where they got hemmed in their zone a little bit, but you know none of them are in... Uh, you know, regular season shape at this point, so it's not that concerning. Uh, the fact that they were able to generate scoring chances was encouraging to me. Uh, Caulfield didn't convert on any of the scoring chances, which you'd think is like, well, maybe a little bit worrying, but no. Uh, he's he's going to get those more often than he won't, and uh, he did score a, a be- on a beauty of a shot in the shootout, the, the meaningless shootout they did at the end. So uh, I, I liked it overall. Cole Caulfield, great game. Uh, pretty good game from Suzuki and Toffoli as well. Toffoli obviously got on the board, so maybe he deserves the player of the game realistically, but um, I'm giving it to Caulfield. But those are three guys that, you know, we all know they're going to be on the opening day lineup. We assume they're going to be the top line on the team. Uh, we're going to see a lot of them, and they're going to get more opportunities in the preseason too, for sure. Uh, so really, if, if you're looking at this particular game and you're trying to you know, dissect it and figure out what do we actually learn from it. We got to look at some of the other players, some of the players that are not necessarily, uh, you know, penciled in or whatever to be part of the team at the start of the year. Uh, and th- there, there's quite a few guys that were out there that uh, I think we kind of got to look at. I mean, number one, I would say Mathieu Perrault. Uh, he was invisible. He was invisible, and I'm I'm not concerned. Like I'm not panicking about him yet. Number one, he signed at an extremely reasonable dollar amount for the Montreal Canadiens uh, and number two I mean he's not going to be in game shape right I mean he was with the Jets and he like was eliminated by the Habs actually that the Habs eliminated them uh, how much you know skating and stuff has he actually done throughout the course of the offseason I don't know uh, so I'm not really concerned about that but I, I do have to mention like he looked pretty invisible out there another guy was uh, one of the hardest names to figure out uh, Arbor Jackeye. And uh, big shout out to our managing editor, Justin Blades, for telling me how to pronounce that because honestly, I was looking at his name. It's spelled X H E J A K. I mean, there, there's no way I was going to figure out how to pronounce that without some assistance. But it is Arbor Jackeye. Uh, and I, I don't want to dump on him. I mean, obviously, it's a, he's a young kid uh, trying to earn himself a pro contract. Uh, he looked pretty lost out there. He, he was struggling. Uh, took a penalty late in the game as well. Um, I, I, I think that you know this is somebody who probably needs a lot more work before he would necessarily be considered for a roster spot. Um, there was also the, the power play to talk about a little bit. And Sportsnet was kind of all over the Habs uh, during their first intermission. They were trying to say, well, the power play is going to be a big concern for Montreal. They went 0 for 2 in the first period. And it was Elliot Friedman who stepped in and said, yeah, well, you know, uh, a lot of these guys that you're seeing on the power play right now, they won't even be on the Laval Rocket power play, which is 100% true. Um, the only guys that were out there on the power play tonight for Habs uh, were probably like Suzuki Toffoli and Caulfield are like the only guys that are actually going to be out there in real life. And uh, I guess Jeff Petrie as well. Uh, so... I don't put too much stock into that. Uh, I thought there was some decent puck movement on the power play, so I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and worry about it. Uh, but it was funny to me that Sportsnet like had to single that out and like spend time talking about it. 
and that Elliot Friedman had to go and correct one of his co-hosts and let them know that, like, yeah, listen, uh, none of these guys are actually going to be there for Montreal when the season starts. So, no, uh, I'm not worried about, about that part whatsoever. Uh, definitely was quite a bit worried about uh, Xavier Ouellet. He had a he had a really rough game, yeah, a really rough game. And, and and again, it's too early to be like worried worried about anybody because, like I mentioned, nobody's really in game shape at this point. Everybody's kind of still trying to get up to speed. Um, but he he had a rough 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 game. Uh, I think he definitely if if he had a shot at taking one of the final available spots on defense. It's, it's probably, you know, dwindling away at this point. But, you know, g- give him a, a couple more preseason games, see how much better he gets. At the end of the day, he is a guy who's expected to be leaned on in Laval and maybe as a call-up to the Montreal Canadiens if needed, but not somebody that's expected to, you know, make waves or anything in camp here. Uh, the, the last thing that I want to talk about, which honestly, outside of Caulfield and, uh, and that top line, was the most impressive performance of the night for me, was Michael McNiven. Michael McNiven, where did that come from? Caden Primo started the game, right? And he looked a, a little bit rough to me. Like, he was kind of drifting out of his crease a little bit further than I would like. There was one point where he was like eight feet off of his post, and if the Leafs had gotten the puck then they definitely would have scored because the net was wide, wide open. Uh, but again, not dumping on him. It's too early to, to be concerned about anyone. But he looked pretty rough. And then pretty late in the second period, they made the switch. They put in Michael McNiven, uh, which they, they it wasn't a mercy pull. It's not like they were Primo had only let in three goals. It was 3 nothing. They weren't mercy pulling him because he was getting killed. I think they just wanted to get McNiven a shot. And McNiven looked fantastic. He made a number of great saves he made a couple of really good saves on breakaways even uh like i was super impressed with how good mcniven looked especially because he came into the game cold right he didn't get it's it's not like they brought him in during an intermission he had time to go get warmed up or anything he literally came in off the bench cold you know took his took his coronavirus mask on put his actual goalie mask on goes out there and starts making some pretty ridiculous saves um, I mean, it was a very impressive performance from him. I think if that performance is indicative of what he's going to be bringing for the rest of the season, he might be the guy in, in Laval this year. Like, he might end up getting the bulk of the starts there. I think they'll probably end up splitting it pretty evenly between the two of them. Um, I mean, neither of these guys are, are challenging for Jake Allen's spot behind Carey Price, that's for sure. Uh, best case scenario for either of them would be if Carey Price is not ready to start the season, which he is expected to be, that maybe they could back up Jake Allen for a few games. But uh, neither of them is, is, is taking a spot with the Habs. It's, it's going to be between those two and Laval this year. And honestly, based on that performance, I think McNiven stands a pretty good chance of, of being the guy for the Rocket. I mean, it was, it was super impressive performance from him. Uh, Got to say. I mean, I, w- I was kind of blown away, especially coming in cold like that. It was, it was, a, it was a sight to behold. And that's kind of all I really have to talk about. I mean, this is, this is a bit of a short podcast, so I apologize for being so short. Uh, what are we running today? We're running uh, right around 12 minutes. So, soirée pas mal typique pour les employés de soutien. 
thank you everybody for listening. We're we're going for a full 82 games this year. If I can manage it, I'm gonna do one of these for every single one of our 82 games. And how nice is it to say that there will be 82 Montreal Canadiens game this season? It honestly, it, it's it it feels like it's been forever since I've actually seen a full hockey season, and it kind of has because the last two seasons have been interrupted by this pandemic. But I'm happy to say we're here for 82, and I'm going to try to give you guys 82 episodes of this podcast. So thank you for listening. Uh, We are on Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple. We're on Megaphone. I'm on Twitter, at DrakeMT. So thanks again for listening, and as always, à la prochaine. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.